This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's 2FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Jolan and Sami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org. This weekend on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media in the South, we're delighted to welcome a great American and a reformer advancing principal solutions in the educational arena. The Honorable Betsy DeVos served as the 11th U.S. Secretary of Education. Secretary DeVos has been involved in education policy for nearly three decades as an advocate for children and a voice for parents. DeVos' interest in education was sparked at an early age by her mother, a public school teacher. For 15 years, DeVos served as an in-school mentor for at-risk children in the Grand Rapids, Michigan public schools. A leader in the movement to empower parents, DeVos has worked to support the creation of new educational choices for students in 25 states and in our District of Columbia. Prior to her confirmation, DeVos served as chairman of the WinQuest Group, an enterprise and investment management firm. Secretary DeVos, we thank you so much for joining us on America's Roundtable. Welcome and a good morning to you. Welcome, Secretary DeVos. Well, thank you, Joel and Natasha. It's really an honor to be with you. Looking forward to our conversation. Indeed. Secretary DeVos, your tireless efforts in advancing reforms in the educational arena are to be commended, specifically the School Choice Initiative and how 17 states either started new programs or expanded existing programs during the pandemic. And today in America, students and concerned parents are pushing back against the balkanization of America through the critical race theory scheme, which is brainwashing a new generation with a concept that systemic racism remains central to much of American life and its legal system. And we are now hearing reports that even in the once conservative communities of West Michigan and other parts of our nation, CRT is being pushed by its activists. And based on her experiences in communist Eastern Europe, Natasha has always talked about this as an indoctrination initiative from the far left. Secretary DeVos, for parents learning more about these indoctrination programs, what are your observations and concerns of this brazen attempt to rewrite American history through the 1619 Project and portray a very dark image of America via the critical race theory scheme? Well, Joel, this is indeed a serious issue that I think more families today are aware of than would have been a year and a half ago because they've had the opportunity to see up close what their children are being taught because of distance learning over this last year, year and a half. And uh, parents are horrified by what they've seen and heard, and they're raising their voices in opposition. The fact that it has become 
uh, such an issue today is really an accumulation of a number of years to uh, erase pieces of American history uh, through just uh, eliminating it from it, curriculums in, in various schools. And the result has been students are not knowing and understanding how our nation was ultimately founded and all of the uh, important foundational principles that our country was founded upon. And in lieu, they're learning to hate their country and shamed about just being born. Indeed. In fact, uh, we realize that American parents, uh, students and parents are, who love this nation and our U.S. Constitution are left to wonder what will the future of American education be? What is your message to concerned American parents and what should they do at the local level, engaging with their school boards and their local communities? Well, this, is a, this has been a really important time for uh, families to know and understand that they need to be able to take control of their children's education. And it really is sort of a follow-on to what I've been advocating for more than 30 years, and that is uh, that parents' families should have choice, school choice, educational choice, and they should be able to decide the right educational fit and setting for their children. Uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, Joel, over seven, 17 states thus far this year have either established new education school choice programs or expanded existing ones. And there are many other states that are debating this right now. Uh, school choice is on the move and on, and on the march because families have realized how little control they've actually had. And more families are joining the effort to ensure that they reassert what they should and rightfully have as parents, and that is uh, the ability to direct their children's future. Uh, we're seeing, I talk about school choice, not just for the sake of school choice, but for the, um, the argument that our K-12 approach to education for over 100 years has very much been cast in stone for the most part. And what you see in a classroom today is very much the same as what you saw decades ago. And yet the world around us has changed. Technology has brought in so many new opportunities to access learning and ways of approaching learning. And so school choice and having the ability to control that your child's education is ultimately going to bring about a lot more creativity in how we approach education, acknowledging every student is unique and different, and every student will be lit up and excited by learning in ways that really connect with them. Secretary DeVos, you have been a long-time proponent for school choice in America, and when we think about a school choice, we do not only think about choosing between different public schools located in neighboring zip codes, whose quality of education may significantly differ, but also choosing between public and private schools and homeschooling. There are schools having high and low quality of education. The concept of money following the child is a common sense approach. Instead of taxes being sent to public educational institutions indiscriminately, the school choice would especially benefit families who cannot afford to send their children to private schools and are sometimes condemned to attend the worst public schools. Secretary DeVos, what do you see as obstacles to fully implementing the school choice program in the United States and what states would you single out as being most advanced? Well, the biggest obstacle, bar none, 
are the teachers unions and all of their allies. Every allied organization that's part of the system that really puts up the K-12 education system as we know it in America, they have been the impediment to allowing families to make these choices for their children. And they have actually been holding kids back in all too many communities. You know, the kids who have suffered the most in the last year and a half are the ones who can least afford to do so. They're the most vulnerable. They're the ones who need to have education opportunity the most to be able to advance themselves. And it is a travesty that the teachers unions continue to assert their power and control in order to secure resources, to get their, you know, all of their agenda items from the politicians that are beholden to them. And they are the ones that have stood in the way of families being able to control and choose the best setting for their children. And the kids who are being hurt the most are the ones who can least afford it. You know, McKinsey has done a study recently uh, looking at the just the learning loss in this last year at the end of this last school year. It doesn't even take into account the summer slump that we all know happens with too many kids. Their um, estimation or their research has suggested that in math, an average of five months of learning has been lost, and in reading, an average of four months. And that's just the averages. It's the kids on the bottom end of the spectrum who are hurt even more with multiple more months of learning loss. And this is tragic for their futures, and it's tragic for our country when we think about the cumulative effect of all of that. Indeed. Uh, Secretary DeVos, you have worked with governors across the country during your time in the administration. What is your message to governors in regard to the 1619 Project, and what can they do with their state legislatures to ensure the fact that America's education is preserved, that we certainly honor and uphold our U.S. Constitution, and that individuals are taught real American history rather than an alternative perspective of America? Well, I think many governors have been very, particularly uh, Republican governors, have been very forward-leaning in helping to expose the absolute untruths of things, the curriculums like the 1619 Project. And bringing light to those is important and airing those out and then also highlighting uh, curriculums that are solid foundational to teaching American history. Look, families, parents want their children taught history in its entirety. America has has had its sins. America's had its shortcomings. But America has always laid out a vision for the future as becoming a more perfect union. And when we look at where we have come from our, at our nation's founding to where we are today, uh, nobody with any real objectivity can say we haven't continued to try to improve and to ensure that everyone in our midst has the opportunities to succeed, to become everything they want to be. I would argue, um, and I'm going to take a little tangent here, I would argue that the area where we have fallen short is precisely the area that has been controlled by the status quo, that has been controlled by the system, by the teachers unions and their allies, and that is K-12 education. We have kept systemically, because of this system, we have kept kids in poverty, 
trapped in poverty and in situations and in schools where they simply are not learning. And that is the real travesty. Secretary DeVos, we commend you for your leadership in introducing the Education Freedom Scholarships, uh, whereby approximately $5 billion in annual federal tax credit would be awarded for voluntary donations to state-based scholarship programs. So it would allow individuals and businesses to contribute to scholarships for needy families in exchange for a federal tax credit. Secretary DeVos, could you kindly share with us about the status of this notable initiative? Well, we call it Education Freedom Scholarships, and it was a bill introduced, and it's been introduced again in this Congress. It's continuing to gain support, but at its core, it would help literally millions of kids have seek and find and get an education that they and their parents, their families decide is the right one for them. It would allow freedom from a setting for many kids that they are trapped in today. And it would be the most important federal initiative to changing the dynamic for kids who really need the help the most that we've ever done at a, at a federal level. And importantly, it would not add any kind of department or new program at the federal level. I'm a federalist, and I believe that these things have to happen at the state levels, but it would provide a vehicle for taxpayers to redirect a small part of their federal tax bill annually into these scholarship funds to benefit families, particularly low-income families, who need to have options and need to make other choices. So it's a, it's a really important initiative. It's continuing to gain support. As you can imagine, at the federal level, there is a lot of control being wielded around the from the Democrat Party to keep all the Democrats in line. However, there was a very bold and principled Democrat congressman who was a co-sponsor of this bill when it was introduced last year as well. That's wonderful because as you mentioned, and unions actually from 1990 through 2019, the National Education Association contributed nearly $143 million to federal candidates and committees, 97% of which supported Democrats. And the same National Education Association is spearheading support for critical race theory and it's influencing legislation and election. So what would your message be to constituents and citizens? What can they do? Well, importantly, parents should continue to raise their voices at their local level with their school boards directly and also with their state legislators, their local representatives, with their governor to advocate for giving families the ability to make these choices. And I would argue that every family, that, that the money, I like to use the metaphor of a backpack. Kids go to school every day with the stuff they need for the day in their backpack. Let's metaphorically attach the resources that are spent on that child in that child's backpack to take to whatever school, whatever education setting is the right one for that child. And if we did this, we would see a fundamental shift and change in the uh, K-12 experience for kids. And importantly, it would be the biggest, uh, I think, the biggest boost for the future of this rising generation to have the ability to choose and make choices based on their needs and the fit for them, the creativity that would come in, the new opportunities that would arise we can't even begin to predict how great it would be for kids 
who today are failing because of it being assigned in a system that's simply not working for them. Secretary DeVos, we thank you so much for your principal leadership and your endeavors in, in advancing these reforms uh, over the 30 years of positive engagement and also your time in the Trump administration. We are joined by the Honorable Betsy DeVos, who served as the 11th U.S. Secretary of Education. Indeed, it is a great honor to have you join us on America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. Thank you so much, Secretary DeVos. Thank you, Secretary DeVos. Thanks so much, Joel. Thanks so much, Natasha. Great being with you. This is America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C., an initiative of the U.S.-based think tank International Leaders Summit in partnership with Lancer Broadcasting's two FM radio stations in Michigan and the Midwest and Supertalk Mississippi Media's 12 radio stations in the South. We thank you for joining us on America's Roundtable. I'm Joel Adinsami, your co-host, joined by Natasha Sardorj, economist and co-founder of the International Leaders Summit, and our distinguished guest host, Governor Phil Bryant. America's Roundtable from Washington, D.C. brings together leading voices from business, government, media, technology, and the public policy arena. Subscribe to America's Roundtable on Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Spotify, and Fireside. Visit iLeadersSummit.org. iLeadersSummit.org.